Where shall we start? I think let's start at Matthew chapter 13. It's a different account of the parable of the sower. Okay, so I'm going to read the, the whole parable again. All right, so this is the Word of God. Okay, it is inspired by the Spirit of God. Holy people spoke as they were moved upon by the Holy Spirit. It was written down for our sake. So we pray that the Holy Spirit will move upon us so that we can hear and receive and bear good fruit in Jesus' name. All right. Okay. So, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and was sitting beside the sea. But such great crowds gathered about him that he got into a boat and remained sitting there. And while all the throng stood on the shore, he told them many things in parables. Stories by way of illustration and comparison saying, A sower went out to sow, and he sowed. As, as he sowed, some seeds fell by the roadside, and the birds ate, came and ate it up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they had not much soil. And at once they sprang up, because they had no depths of soil, depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they dried up and withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them out. Other seeds fell on good soil and yielded grain, some hundred times as much as was sown, some sixty times as much, some thirty. I think thirty is already good. I mean, imagine you sow something, it's thirty times more. That's, it's, that's nice. It's a good start. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay, imagine a hundred. Imagine every cent you've ever sowed multiplies by a hundred. Imagine. That's nice, okay? But imagine every word that God speaks in you multiplies by a hundred and you become that. Imagine uh, every word, you hear it and it enters your heart and it multiplies by a hundred and that's what people see. Okay, verse 9. He who has ears to hear, let him be listening, let him consider and perceive and comprehend by hearing. Okay, I don't know who of you remember, but um, some time ago I brought a, a word on hearing and understanding. Okay, the whole thing of understanding. Right, so he says, verse 10, Then the disciples came to him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? Okay, and he replied to them, To you it has been given to know the secrets and mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Okay, so there's two groups. Okay, to you, to the disciples, to those who hear, to those who open their hearts, to those who receive, to the good soil, it has been given to understand the mysteries and the secrets. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has spiritual knowledge, to him will more be given, and he will be furnished richly so that he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. So there's no standing still. Either you're growing or you're going down. Okay, there's no standing still. So the condition of the heart 
in relation to the word. The condition of the heart, the openness of the heart to hear the word, to receive the word, to perceive the word, to get the word inside, okay? That causes us to bear fruit, something to grow and something to bear fruit, okay? I see them all so crazy out. Goes more quickly to hear it too, let us. I'm not cold, but it looks like you are. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even if we can just get the cross ventilation, then it's down. Then it's then it's better, you know. So just just for your comfort. Are you, I, I think seen there's a fan knock on. For can you die fan off the door? Thank you, Yanni. Awesome, thank you. Okay, you better? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, if you hear, if, if you have a capacity to hear from God, you can bear fruit, the fruit that the Word says you can bear. Okay? That's the most important thing. To him who has, that means to him who receives what is given. Team who has, more will be given. So if you grab a hold of a word that's coming to you, and you let it enter your heart, you meditate on it, you take it, it's yours. You do it if it requires doing. You think on it, you know. It bears fruit in you. It gives you the power to become what it says you are. Okay? But when our hearts resist the word, when we shut out the word, even though our ears hear it, if it doesn't enter the heart, then even that which we had, which seemed spiritual, is receding and it's moving, it's taking it, because we step out of the flow. Okay? So it's like a river. So if you get in the stream, you have the stream. And to those who have, more will be given. And it keeps on flowing to you. But if you get out of the stream, you don't want to receive it. Even that which was inside just flows out. And there's nothing new that's flowing in. And it just... Okay? Does it make sense? Okay. So that means we need to constantly hear. Constantly hear. Constantly hear. Even if the information is the same. It's not about the information. Do you think the scribes and the Sadducees and the Pharisees knew the scriptures? Much better than I do. Okay? Do you think they studied the scriptures? Okay? Did the scriptures benefit them? Not at all. Because the very one who the scriptures talked about was standing right in front of them and they didn't recognize him. Okay? The very word became flesh, stood in front of them. The one that all the prophets wrote about. The greatest, most glorious time in the whole of history happened, and they missed it because they insisted on splitting hairs on this tradition and that tradition and this. They knew everything, but they missed it. Okay? Because they resisted the Spirit. Okay? So Jesus said, I never started my timer. Jesus said, <laughs> the first part was for free. You can take it from it, subtract it from the offering. 
Okay, so <laughs> I'm trying. I, you can see there, I, I worked hard this week, man. We, we got that uh, screen on there. Okay, it's not, it's not balancing there on the edge of the wall anymore, so you don't have to be afraid to sit on the lap bench there <laughs> below it anymore. So the, 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 the clock is not there anymore. There's no more watch there. There's no, no, no more clock there. Okay, this, I'm just seeing myself. Okay. <laughs> I just like it, you know, you see there's, there's Sindar Singh and there's, you know, Catherine Kuhlman and A. Allen and all Roberts and, you know, and there's Gareth and there's Kubas and <laughs> I like it. And, and our picture is moving, we're alive, we're on, we're going for it. Okay. Okay. I'm just sharing you some, whatever excites me. Okay. Okay. So Jesus said, John chapter 539, you can quote it backwards of by heart by now. But Jesus said, you search the scriptures diligently and you suppose that you have eternal life through them. But these scriptures testify about me. But still you would not come to me that you may have life. Okay. So the person was standing right in front of them. The person who actually was the source of the scriptures, who actually was the, the words. His voice came to them, but they it could not enter their hearts. So they missed it, not because they did not have the actual knowledge. They missed it because they did not know him. Okay? And when his voice came, they shut their hearts for the voice. Okay? So something needs to happen to the heart of a human being for us to actually be able to hear Okay, because the default setting is can't hear. The default setting is we are not able to perceive even though he says it. Okay, so, so Paul quotes Habakkuk in Acts chapter 13, all scriptures that you know. And he says, he proclaims the forgiveness of sin. Let it be clearly known among you that through this man, forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed to you. And everyone who trusts in him is absolved and cleared from every charge from which he could not be justified by the law of Moses and given right standing with God. So take care. Lest it be spoken of you, now quoting Habakkuk, saying, look you scoffers, and you scorners. Okay, so someone, blessed is the man who walks not after the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in where the scoffers gather, the sinners gather, okay? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. He shall be like a tree planted. The law of the Lord, our words, they had it, okay? It was even the time of the law. There was glory in it. They had it. But it could not do anything for them because they sat in the circles of the scorners. Okay? The attitude of heart was of such a quality that they could not see and they could not hear because it was about themselves and not about him. Okay? So he says, take care lest it be spoken of you what is spoken in the prophets. You scoffers and scorners, marvel, perish, vanish away because I will do a deed in your day, which you will not 
believe even if it be told you. Okay? So if you go to Habakkuk 1 and you read it, I'll do a deed in your day that you will not believe even if it be told you. But if you go down a couple of verses, he says, Oh Lord, are you not from everlasting and we shall not die? Okay, so the word that we're supposed to believe that gives us forgiveness of sins, that justifies us from every charge of the law and gives us right standing with God, that word causes us to have eternal life. It ministers life to us. When that word is received in the heart, when the rebirth takes place, when that word enters the heart, the Spirit comes. Because the Spirit is infused in the word. And as you hear the word, you receive an impartation of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit comes on the inside of you. You start to feel things that you could not feel before. What I have not seen. What ear has not heard, has not come up in the heart of man, those are the things that God has prepared for them that love him. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and what's it, Isaiah? Is it 64? 63, 64? Okay. So, um, so God has prepared things that has not come up in the heart of man. God has prepared things that the human ear hasn't heard. God has prepared things that has not come up in the human heart. So the, the question is, can we take it? The question is, when it is spoken, do we receive it? Or it is, oh, that's too far-fetched. You know? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if you don't know, then maybe you won't get it. So the one says, I'm forgiven. The one says, I'm not forgiven. Both are right. It will be according to your faith. If you trust in his blood, you're holy, blameless, perfect, spotless. If you don't, you're not. <laughs> What's the point of him having died on the cross for you if you don't want to take it? Okay, so, and that's exactly what, what John chapter 3 says. He says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whosoever believes in him might not perish but have eternal life. And then he says he did not send his son into the world to judge the world, but that the world might find salvation. And then he says, uh, those who believe will never be judged or never be condemned is the word there. Okay? But those who believe not are condemned already because they did not trust in his name. The basis of the judgment. Here it comes. Light came into the world, but men loved the darkness more than the light because their works were evil. Men love the darkness more than the light. Men love the darkness more than the light. So my words are spirit and life. In the beginning was the word. The word was God. The word was with God. Verse 4, in him was life. The life was the light. So the light came the word of life came, but men loved the word of death more than the word of life. Men loved the judgment and the condemnation, and I don't know why, but people love to get a hiding at church. 
They want to come to church to get thrown at with stones. We're not going to throw you with stones here. But we're going to bring you words. If you take the word, more will be given. If you don't take the word, even what you have will be taken away. So, so if you have a revelation and you think you have a revelation of how you must obey the law, it will be taken away. But if you take the revelation of grace, more will be given. Okay? So if anyone has an ear, let him hear. Okay. So let's start there. We have to maybe write something. I mean, they carried the board all the way here, so we have to, <laughs> have to put something. Okay. If, if anyone has an ear. So I think it's a good thing to start there. Do we have an ear? Because obviously, just normal hearing isn't the question. Could they hear? Yes, he was having a conversation with them. Could they hear? Yes. But hearing, they do not hear. And seeing, they do not see. Okay? If anyone has an ear, let him hear. Right. So there's so many things. Every time you hear something, you judge what you hear according to what you have heard. In order to open the gate or close the gate. So if it agrees, you open it. And if it doesn't agree, you close it. So, you, people listen according to what they have heard. People listen according to what they know. When it comes to the word, just have this state of mind. I know nothing. Lord, speak to me. Okay? So, years ago, that's the very first thing I told God when I, when I, really, when I really came to know Jesus in 1999. Okay? So he said, Lord, teach me over, because everything I know, I don't trust anything that I've learned, <laughs> because it hasn't produced anything. So let's start from scratch. I know nothing. Teach me. Okay? And I would read, and I couldn't understand it. I don't know if you've experienced it. I read the Bible, and nothing went in. It was, I read, but I... It's just, there's a block. Have you experienced it? Then I would take my law of property handbook because I was studying law. And I would read a chapter and I could go write a test. I have a good memory. I, uh, that's how I, 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 wrote, I read my handbook for eight hours. And I went and wrote my exam and I got good marks. I just read through it. Okay? So... I could, you know, I could, all, all the stuff that I had to study, I read it, I would now and then just take my pen and scratch in it, but if I got it, I got it. But I would read Bible, and it would be like the letters are like locked, and I can't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me. And then, here and there, little bits would break open. 
little bits would come alive. And then one day, I just asked God, I said, listen, just send someone that can help me. So one day someone came and said, come with us. I said, where? Just come. So we got, he had a, I think it was Johannes Swanepoel. Johannes, if you're watching, bless you. Johannes. Like your highness, but your highness. Okay. I found correct it was him. So we got in his white Jetta and we drove all the way to Spiritwood. Back then it was called Lovdal. Now, Dorperky doesn't go to a place called Lovdal. But at that stage, I was open. I said, God, I want you to teach me over. Okay. So I went. But before that, I had this experience in my room where the Holy Spirit touched me. And it felt like, you know, he removed depression from my life. It's gone, it never came back, okay? That was in maybe April, March, April 2000. Okay, so we got in a car and we went there. That was, now we're already in 2001, September, okay? So I walked in there. And I felt the same, just hanging in the air. I felt the same that I felt in my room. I said, this guy is from God. I never, I didn't know his name. I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know anything about him. I felt the same spirit that I felt in my room. Okay? And the first thing he, he did was he started writing on the board. You know, when he started preaching. I thought the sermon was actually over because it was, it was a nice sermon about finances, but it was only the offering. So I started getting my stuff. And the people said, no, no, we're only starting now. And the church went on for another three hours, okay? And you wonder why. Okay, so we're short. Those services were six hours, you know. Right, so, so I sat there. And he started preaching a sermon on spiritual man, doer of the word, James chapter 1. Okay? And he started writing on the board, and I stood up and I said, I want that. Okay? From that moment, the scriptures opened. Something came to my heart. Something happened. So what happened? Some veil was lifted. Something was cut off my heart. So when I saw, when I opened the scriptures, it just opened up. And the greatest revelation I got there was the scriptures explain the scriptures. It's not different subjects. It's one thing, and it's one person. Okay. So from then, everything, and then it was kind of overwhelming because then everything was just coming at me. It's like, so I would just open the Bible and just like, <laughs> I, a couple of years later in 2000 and what's it, four, three, four, I was standing in the deeds office here in Pretoria because I was a candidate attorney at the law firm and everyone was complaining. Everyone was complaining, like only lawyers and lawyers clerks can complain. Everyone was complaining. So there's this long line with this wooden table. Then these forms that you have to fill in to scan your, your deeds. Okay, so it's these 
big heaps of deeds and everyone's complaining because they said the ladies there at the computers are taking too long were they going like <laughs> you see smoke coming out of their fingers okay so i was just standing there and i was just gone and i was just and i was thinking of this scripture and that and suddenly something clicked and everything came together i grabbed those forms and i started writing scriptures and scriptures and scriptures it's like that as opposed to looking but i can't even read the sentence feeling like i was illiterate taking another book would read perfectly fine okay so what happened is something in the spirit changed something in my heart changed something was taken off the veil was removed okay so the word found entrance okay yes i already was baptized in the holy spirit yes it already started opening up but the anointing on kovas varensberg's life this is picture just opened it up for me okay so i heard something and as i heard more came and i heard something and as i heard more came and more came and more came okay right i'm taking way too much time on this okay john chapter 8 okay so yes jesus you know speaking to the pharisees and he says verse 43 why do you misunderstand what i say it is because you are unable to hear what i am saying so there's a group unable to hear pharisees and the wooden seas and the wooden seas okay that's quibus's joke okay so why do you misunderstand what i say it is because you are unable to hear what i am saying you cannot bear to listen to my message you are of your father the devil and it is your will to practice the lusts and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father he was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him when he speaks a falsehood he speaks what is natural to him for he's a liar himself and the father of lies and all that is false but because i speak truth you do not believe me you do not trust me you do not rely on me and adhere to me okay so you can take it right through in first john chapter 4 uh, the apostle john spoke the same stuff he said those who are of god listen to us those who are not of god do not listen to us okay first john chapter 4 so it's a condition of the heart that is able to hear all right all right Let's just take this thing through. Let's just first go to Acts chapter 7. Right. Verse 51. You stubborn and stiff-necked people 
still heathen and uncircumcised in heart and ears. You are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. As your forefathers were, so are you and so you do. Okay. What a strong word. Imagine, here he comes and he says to the most important people of his nation, you stubborn, stiff-necked people, <laughs> still heathen and uncircumcised in heart and ears. So they had the sign of circumcision. So what does circumcision do? It's the putting away of something. It's the cutting off and putting away of something. Okay? So the circumcision, the true circumcision of the heart he says, and ears, is the old nature being cut off of you and put off of you. Okay? It's being put off. So whatever gives resistance to the word is cut off and taken out. Okay, so it's, the, it's exactly the same process as Second Corinthians chapter 3. Whenever Moses is read, that same veil still lies on their hearts and minds. But when a person turns in repentance to the Lord, verse 16, the veil is stripped off and taken away. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Okay, so you turn from Moses, from the Scriptures that put a, an obligation on you. You must be better. You, 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 you. You have to turn. You have to repent. You have to put off something and take on something else. But if you're going to judge the new through the lens of the old, you're never going to take the new. But if you leave the old and you take the new, it's cut off from you by the word which is the Spirit. It's off of you and a new word enters your heart. Okay, he came to his own. John chapter 1 verse, what's at 11, 12. Okay, he came to his own. His own received him not. Who is the him? The word. In the beginning was the word. He came to his own. His own received him not. But to as many as did receive him, gave he power to become sons of God as many as believed on his name. What's his name? The Word. In the beginning was the Word. There's three witnesses in heaven, three witnesses on earth. The witnesses is in heaven is the Father and the Word and the Spirit. Witnesses of, on earth is the blood and the water and the Spirit. Okay. If we, if we receive this message and leave the old and trusting the message then the veil is stripped off and we see all the detail of how it was fulfilled in the in in christ how the old was fulfilled but if you resist you close your heart harden your heart to what the spirit of god is saying and that word cannot find entrance okay jesus said 
You cannot listen to me. You don't have the ability to listen to me. My words have no entrance into you. He says also in John chapter 8 to the Pharisees. So the word first needs to find. There's a group that's unable to hear. There's a group that's able to hear. Okay, here's a barrier. You can call it the veil. Okay. And it has to be pierced through. Okay. How is, how is this, how is this thing taken away? Whenever a person turns and believes, If you believe, even those who are unable to hear become able to hear. Okay? Let's go. Isaiah, let's go to Jeremiah 6. Verse 9 says, This says the Lord of hosts, They shall thoroughly glean as a vine what is left of Israel. Turn back your hand again and again, O minister of destruction, into the baskets, like a grape gatherer, and strip the tendrils of the vine. Okay, there's a whole thing of the, the vine press, and I'm not going to go into it. It's the, the wine press trodden outside the city. It's going to take too long. Okay, so verse 10 says, To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear behold their ears are uncircumcised so Stephen was speaking of them quoting Jeremiah never brought into covenant with God or consecrated to his service and they cannot hear or obey behold the word of the Lord has become to them a reproach an object of their scorn they have no delight in it. Blessed is the man who walks in the counsel, of, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Okay? Who sits not in the, the seats where the scornful gather. Okay? They have no delight in it. Therefore, I am full of wrath of the Lord. I'm weary of restraining it. I will pour it out on the children in the street of the gathering of the young men together. For even the husband with the wife will be taken, the aged with the very old. If you read the whole thing, it says here, verse 16, stand by the roads, thus says the Lord, stand by the roads and look and ask for the eternal paths where the good old way is, and then walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. Verse 21, therefore says the Lord, behold, I will lay a stumbling block before this people, and the fathers and the sons together will stumble against them, and the, the neighbor and his friend will perish. Okay, so Jesus is called the stumbling stone. Okay, so to, to, the, to the Jews, it's an offense and a stumbling block, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. To the Greeks, it's unphilosophical nonsense. 
but to us who are called. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. The power of God, take it to Romans 1 verse 16. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to them that believe. For in the gospel, the righteousness which God ascribes is revealed from faith to faith, for the just shall live by faith. Okay, Romans 1, Habakkuk 2, Galatians chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 10, 38. Okay, the just shall live by faith. So you have to have faith. You have to believe the message. But it's from faith to faith. To whom has, more will be given. Okay. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. So, if you read the whole thing in Jeremiah 6, it's just 70 AD described there. Okay? So Romans chapter 10 says the following. I mean, you can go read the whole Romans 10 and the whole Romans 11 for homework, but we can't do everything now because there's a timer. <laughs> okay, so Romans chapter 10 says, what shall we leave out? Everyone, verse 13, who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How's that for the election for you? So that's the election. Who's the election? Everyone who believes it. There's no difference. Jew, Greek, slave, free, or man or woman. Can women preach? Oh, yeah. They'll preach circles around you. Yeah, so, okay. For everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord, invoking him as Lord, will be saved. Okay, I'm not aggressive. I don't think there's anyone watching me that's, you know, speaking bad about me. I think they just stop watching if they don't like me. <laughs> okay, verse 14. You never know. You never know. Okay, verse 14. But how are people to call upon him whom they have not believed in? in whom they have no faith, on whom they have no reliance. And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without a preacher? And how can men be expected to preach, or women be expected to preach, unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. So we should take up an awesome offering so that then I can have more beautiful feet. I can buy 10,000 rand shoes or something. Okay. <laughs> That's not what it says. It's not what it says. Okay. Okay. So it says, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his good things. Yeah, that's nice. But they have not all heeded the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? 
Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes by hearing what is told. What is heard comes by the preaching of the message that came from the lips of Christ. Okay. So, verse 17 in the King James. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If anyone has an ear... So hearing, they do not hear. So they have ears, but they don't have ears. Okay, so there's people that can physically hear, but they don't hear. I've had services where people, it's not, not any one of you, but where, where people have come to me afterwards and say, so you're saying, it's almost like that one interview with Jordan Peterson, so you're saying, and then it's completely not what he's saying. So, so it's like, so you're saying, and then speaking some ridiculously legalistic thing to me is like, just get the CD. Because we're literally 30 seconds after the meeting, and you're thinking I preached the Lord to you, so to just get the CD. So I just reached over and get another CD that kind of says, Grace, just listen. I mean, I just spent an hour now of speaking to you, and you didn't hear a word I said. Okay? Don't judge what you hear, especially in a place where the anointing is, according to what you think you know. Don't harden your heart against the Spirit. Hebrews 3 and Hebrews 4 repeats it out of Psalms, saying, Him... Uh, if you hear his voice, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Okay? Right, so, if anyone has an ear to hear, they are unable to hear. But faith comes by hearing. Those who are able to hear have faith. These guys have unbelief. Or unfaith. It's not good grammar, but it's a good revelation. Okay, so they believing un. So the belief system is the opposite of truth. And it becomes a snare to them. It becomes a veil to them. It, it disables their ability to receive what is preached to them. So if you hear, just put aside everything. Marnus always says, take off your religious glasses. Okay, so before you judge what we say according to what you've heard and what you've been taught all these years, just listen. Okay, so the unbeliever, the person without faith, needs to believe to get faith. But in order to believe, you need hearing. So the preacher comes, and he preached, and it bounces against the veil. But if someone would just humble their heart, and just hear, let the word find entrance into the heart. Now the word finds entrance. The word is received. A sower shows. Some fell on the wayside. Some fell on good ground. Some fell between thorns and thistles. Some between, you know, rocks and whatever. Just to receive the word. 
Faith comes by hearing, but hearing by the word. So here comes the word, and hearing comes. It enters the heart. Suddenly, you are able to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. I don't know how to properly demonstrate it. But the moment you really just give it a chance and just let him speak to you without saying, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, forget your buts. Just say, yes, Lord. Okay? Right, so he says, Israel, no, wait, I'm not there yet. Verse 18. But I ask, have they not heard? Indeed they have. For the scripture says, their voice, that of nature bearing God's message, or their voice, maybe the preachers, King James just says, is verily their sound went into all the earth. So it went into all the earth. And their words to the far bounds of the world. Again, I ask, did Israel not understand that the Jews have no warning that the gospel was to go forth to the Gentiles, to all the earth? First, there is Moses who says, I will make you jealous of those who are not a nation. With a foolish nation, I will make you angry. Okay, I'll provoke you to jealousy. Verse 20, then Isaiah is so bold as to say, I have been found by those who did not seek me. I have shown myself to those who did not consciously ask for me. Okay, the parable of the wedding feast. And the guy invited all the important ones, the called ones, the grand ones. And they made excuses and they didn't come. Okay, and then he said, go and fill up my house. Go into the highways and the byways and go everywhere. And then there was still more room. He said, go and get more people. Okay, so the place, the feast was filled, or the, the seats were filled with anyone that would believe. And then the doors were shut. The election, those who are Chosen are the ones that just believe the word. So, doesn't matter if you're physically descendant from Abraham or not. Doesn't matter if you're born a Jew or born a German or born a Japanese or born an American or whatever. Doesn't matter. What matters is, do you believe the word? Does the word find entrance? Okay, so as it finds entrance, the hearing comes. Okay, so he says, let's just jump to 11 verse 6. If it is by grace, it is no longer conditioned on works or anything men have done. Otherwise, grace would no longer be grace. It would be meaningless. Verse 7. What then shall we conclude? Israel failed to obtain what, what it sought. Only the elect, the chosen few, obtained it. Who do you think that elect is? It's those who believed. He came unto his own, but his own received him. But to as many as believed him, gave he power. Okay. While the rest of them became callously 
indifferent, blinded, hardened, made insensible to it. As it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that should not see and ears that should not hear. That has continued down to this very day. Okay? So, to those who hear, more will be given. To those who shut it out, that which they have will be taken away. They got, what they got instead is a spirit of stupor. Like George and Bonhoff calls it a spirit of stupid. <laughs> okay. Let's just find another scripture to go to. See if that one will work. Okay. Okay, Ezekiel 12. The word of the Lord also came to me saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of the house of the rebellious, who have eyes to see and see not, who have ears to hear and hear not, for they are a rebellious house. Okay? Uh, right, let's go to Acts. Have we gone to Acts chapter 7 yet? Yes. There's 50, yeah, but there's more. <laughs> yes, yes, you've done it. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. You stubborn, stiff-necked people, still heathen, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are actively resisting the Holy Spirit. Okay? As your forefathers were, so you are and so you do. Which of the prophets did your forefathers not persecute? They slew those who proclaimed beforehand the coming of the righteous one whom you now have betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as it was ordained and set in order and delivered by angels, yet you did not obey it. Now upon hearing these things, so they heard it, they, the Jews, were cut to the heart. Okay, so we're talking about a circumcision of the heart and ears. So they heard what he said. Here comes the sword of the Spirit. You know, Hebrews chapter 4, double-edged sword, and it cuts between, you know, the, the, between soul and spirit, between bone and marrow, analyzing, sifting the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, okay. So here it comes, and they were cut to the heart. So here the word is attempting to circumcise their hearts so that... It can be removed so that they can understand, so that they can turn and that he can heal them. All right? They were cut to the heart and infuriated, and they ground their teeth against Stephen. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, controlled by him, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. And he said, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at God's right hand. But they raised a great shout and put their hands over their ears and rushed together upon him. Then they dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. And the uh, witnesses placed their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. All right. So Saul is on his horse. And there he goes. 
trying to persecute the church, and suddenly light flashes around him. What's that? Acts chapter 9. Okay. And he's knocked off his horse. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus whom you persecute. He says, you better stop doing this now. It will turn out very bad for you if you keep on kicking against the goat. If you keep on resisting me. If you keep on resisting the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Paul, God knocked him off his horse. He was blind. He had to go to this guy to, to, at the street called Straight to pray for him. And his eyes opened up. Okay? Suddenly he saw. Suddenly everything opened up for him. Okay? Circumcision of the heart and of the ears. So if we just not resist him. That's what, what he said in Acts chapter 7. He says you always actively resist the Holy Spirit. So it's less work to just hear and let the word come in and do a work. All you have to do is hear and believe. Faith comes by hearing. He did everything for you. This is the one thing that you need to do. Just hear. So when he speaks, don't harden your heart. When he speaks, don't resist the Holy Spirit. So that's why the parable of the sower, Jesus says, three places, three different gospels. He says, be careful then how you hear. For with the measure you hear, it will be measured back to you. With the measure you those who has more will be given. Those who have not, what they have will be taken away. It's not about God being stingy with revelations. It's about having an attitude of heart that's open for him to speak to you. He resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Okay. All right. Let me just see. Where are we going now? I only have one hand to turn. So Colossians chapter 2. Let's start at verse 9. It says, For in him the whole fullness of deity continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. So now when you hear that word pierces through there, light comes, so we don't shut it out and stay in the darkness, believe we come through on this side. Now we are able to hear. Okay. So when we hear, when we receive him, we enter, he enters our hearts, but we enter him. So now, there's Jesus. 
jacket is too big for him. Okay. And this is Halo, a big smile. Okay, there. Okay. So, big. Okay. All right. When you believe, you, he enters your heart, but you enter into him. Okay. <laughs> Should I place little rather than make a stick figure? Is that? Okay. So. <laughs> but? It's getting worse. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. In him. In him. The whole fullness of God dwells in bodily form. Okay. Remember John chapter 14? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Okay? Colossians chapter 1 says it. Hebrews chapter 1 says when you see, he's the express image. He's the radiant outraying of the divine. Okay? All right. So if you see him, but now he, he says, and you are in him. Verse 10. Made full and having come to fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So Jesus is filled with the Godhead. So God, in his fullness, dwells bodily in Jesus. And his physical body, I've said this many times, he's still in his physical body. His physical body is not in a grave. His physical body was risen from the dead but taken up into the spirit. And the spirit was poured out. So his physical body in invisible form, because you have the Holy Spirit, is in you. So you become his physical body. If that spirit dwells in you, you become his physical body because his physical body is now in invisible form and literally in you. He's wearing you like a glove. Okay? So, him in his body. All right, because he is in you and you are in him, he says, you are in him made full and having come to fullness of life, which means everything that Jesus is, everything that Jesus has dwells in you because that word entered your heart. This word that they fought so hard to get out of, of their lives, Okay? That dwells, him dwells in you. Not, not a good sentence construction. Okay. <laughs> Filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. That means, you know, the head, the biggest authority, the king of kings, the highest authority is on the inside of you. Yeah. Now imagine you know this. Imagine you believe this and it starts manifesting. Imagine you're having fellowship with the very King of Kings in his fullness dwelling on the inside of you. And every word you speak becomes his word that he speaks. Every thought you think is his thoughts that you think. Every action that you take is him taking an action through you, in you, through you. Why? Because the word is on the inside of you. Okay? 
I've been crucified with Christ, not I longer I live, Christ lives on the inside of me. Okay, so he died for me, but now he lives for me on the inside. Okay, imagine laying hands on the sick. Imagine just speaking a word and someone's servant is healed. Imagine you just say, Lazarus, come out, and someone comes out. So what's, what counts for him counts for you because you have come to the fullness. Okay, after all that, okay. Can I just get a smile or a clap or a yay? Or I think that's an awesome thing. Okay. All right. In him you... Okay, now, listen. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, but the spiritual circumcision performed by Christ. So now we're talking about the spiritual circumcision. Okay. By the stripping off of the body of flesh, the whole corrupt, carnal nature with his passions and lusts. So this circumcision of the heart, this spiritual circumcision, here's, here's you, okay, you're less glorious, okay. So, okay, so, so now here's your heart, Okay. Now your heart is circumcised. The, word, the sword comes, okay, and poof, cuts all the stuff in your heart that's not supposed to be there. And it cuts it out. Circumcision of the heart, okay? So guard your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life, the issues of life. Okay, so if the word which is the sword, enters your heart. What happens is the corrupt, carnal nature that you've been struggling with your whole life is cut off of you. The very thing that gives resistance to God is stripped off. It's, a, it's an action performed by Christ. It's an action performed by the word that enters the heart. So when the word enters the heart, the carnal corrupt nature is cut out of you. Cut off. And you hear more. And you can experience more. And you can, because everything of the flesh that's inside resists God. So the, the more we let the word cut it out and strip it off, okay, the less we resist God. So the spiritual circumcision happens every time you hear. Okay? So, yes, there's an initial thing and, and it enters your heart and, and wow and, and awesome and woo. But then every time you hear after that, certain things are being corrected. The word comes to you, John chapter 15, okay? You are cleansed already because of the words that have been spoken to you. So the word cleanses, okay? Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, so that it might bear better fruit, more excellent fruit, more fruit, okay? Those branches that does not bear fruit, it's just cut off. Thank you, Jesus. So we think, oh my goodness, I don't want him to cut off my arm. Um, 
So I'm going to try and be better for Jesus, you know. So we think the pruning is a car accident or a robber. or no, That's not the pruning. The heart receives. That's the pruning. The pruning is the word entering of the, into the heart. So now you had a whole branch that was wayward. <laughs> this way. <laughs> okay. So now the, that branch that's been giving you so much trouble all your life is just cut off. And you don't struggle with that anymore. Okay? Why? Simply because you did not resist the word. You just came in. You received it. You just, some scriptures, you just need to let it flow over you. <laughs> okay, Lord, just speak. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Okay? Like Bill Johnson says, some scriptures you just say, Amen. <laughs> okay so you hear it more fruit you hear it you receive more is given okay you hear it yes but you know you reason a little bit james says you betray yourself into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth so you don't do the word so you reason yeah no but i don't really want to do that and yeah but you know uh, yeah but okay resist okay so that branch becomes thicker okay less fruit okay so we need to decide what do we want do we want christ or do we want ourselves we need to decide what do we want. Do we want to receive his correction as he addresses us with sons? Or do we want to remain as we are and blame, blame someone else? Because that's what it comes down to. I am because of this or because of that or because maybe even blaming God for it or maybe, I don't know, I, you know, I, but I can't change. Well, the word says you can. So, what do you believe? Okay. So, I don't want to resist God anymore. I don't want to harden my heart against Him. Okay. All right. So, let me just get to the message. Okay. So, he says, You were circumcised when you were buried with Him in your baptism, in which you were also raised with Him to a new life, through your faith in the working of God as displayed when He raised Him up from the dead. Okay. Right. So, now... He brings the baptism with it. Let's just read the King James also. I need to finish up. Okay. He says, In him dwelleth all the fullness, God it bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. So as you were baptized, we'll speak about the power of that and the power of death on Friday. Do you want to hear about the power of death? <laughs> okay, so you're going to hear something on Friday. Okay. So, um, when you were baptized, you died. 
was a good man. Bye-bye. Okay? No more struggling to change me. No more struggling to try and be better. No more struggling to resist me. Bye-bye. I like what DJ said, bye-bye, anointed words, bye-bye. <laughs> Sometimes you need to say that to the old man, bye-bye. Okay, dead in Christ, baptized. So there's a cutting off, a putting off of the old, and a clothing upon of the new. It's a, something that cuts in your heart. The word comes. And you understand, I am now this. Now Christ is on the inside. The fullness is on the inside. This looks like a monster. Okay, The fullness is on the, on the inside of you. He's got a jacket because it's cold. Fullness is on the inside of you. Now Jesus is on the inside. The fullness is radiating out of you. I'm making it worse. Okay. Okay. That's a crown. Okay. 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 It's radiating out of you if you keep your heart open for the word. The word keeps on coming in, changes, cuts. It changes the manifestation. So who you really are is Jesus himself living on the inside of you. Okay, does Jesus struggle with this? No, okay, so I don't struggle with this. Does Jesus speak like this? No, so I don't speak like this. Does Jesus have any problem to pay this? No, so I don't have any problem to pay this. Have Jesus any problem to raise the dead? No, so I don't have any problem to raise the dead. With that boldness, you go. And with that faith, you operate. Right, and where you know you kind of want to go back to the old, it's like let the word come and correct you again, let the word enter into your heart again. Don't get to a position where you actively resist the Holy Spirit again. Okay, let the word come in, let the word prune you, let the word wash you, let the word speak through you. Okay, what will we see? We will see. No more of me, and we will see him. Okay? You also. Okay. All right. So, baptism is actually a very powerful thing. It's a putting off of the old. So, and I've, I've said before, a baptism, uh, you know, people preach that the baptism is a replacement of the uh, circumcision and therefore it binds you to the covenant. I still preach that. Okay? Baptism is not a seal to the covenant, but it is the putting off of the flesh. Okay? I hope that makes sense to you. Okay? You're not brought under the obligation of the law through baptism, you're released from the obligation of the law through baptism. <laughs> You die to the law, says Romans chapter 7. You die to sin, says Romans chapter 6. The re revelation is you're dead. But Christ and his word is on, alive on the inside of you. All right. Yeah, I don't know because I'm struggling. 
that's exactly why you're struggling. Yes, but that's exactly why you're struggling. Why don't we just believe it? Okay. Right. What's the last scripture I want to go to? Oh, yes, Acts chapter 13. So now I remember what I said. Okay. Let's just actually read it. We quoted it earlier, but let's just read it. So Paul is preaching the gospel to the Jews. He says... David said, you will not see, let my soul see corruption. But David saw corruption, so it wasn't talking about David. Must have talked about Jesus, because Jesus didn't see corruption. Jesus was raised from the dead. Now he says, verse 38, So let it be clearly known and understood by your brethren that through this man, forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed to you. So, everything that we've heard. I proclaim now forgiveness. Let it enter. Stop holding on to the condemnation of the law. Stop holding on to everything that you disqualify yourself before God. Everything that you've done that's not Christ-like, that's not like who he is. You're forgiven. It's gone. It's gone. So don't resist the word by reasoning to yourself that you're sinful. Believe him when he tells you you are holy. Let it be clearly known and understood that through this man forgiveness and removal of sins is now proclaimed. So if the wages of sin is death, and Jesus took that death, and sin is now forgiven, and sin is now removed, and forgiveness is proclaimed, then it must be also that the death is, rem is forgiven and the death is removed. Because sin entered into the world and death through sin. You are given eternal life. Okay? And that through him, everyone who believes, who acknowledges Jesus as his Savior, is absolved and cleared and freed from every charge from which he could not be justified and freed by the law of Moses. Oh, the law. Are you saying anything against the law? That's exactly the problem that these people had. Take care lest it come upon you what is spoken by the prophets, look, you scoffers and scorners, marvel and perish, vanish away, for I'm doing a deed in your days which you will not believe, if, even if someone clearly describing it in detail declares it to you. Okay. So then, verse 44, the next Sabbath, so he's talking to Jews, almost the entire city gathered together to hear the word of God, concerning the attainment through Christ of salvation in the kingdom of God. But when the Jews saw the crowds, filled with envy and jealousy, they contradict what, uh, what was said by Paul and talked abusively and reviling about him. So everyone was happy, but they got jealous when they saw the crowds. Okay? Paul and Barnabas spoke out plainly and boldly, saying, 
It was necessary that God's message should be spoken to you first. But since you thrust it from you, you pass this judgment on yourselves that you are unworthy of eternal life. And out of your own mouth, you'll be judged. Exactly what Jesus said to them in Matthew chapter 12. He says, With your, out of your own words, you will be judged. Now behold, we turn to the Gentiles, the heathen. So the Lord has charged us, saying, I have set you to be a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring eternal salvation to the uttermost parts of the earth. In Acts chapter 20, it's around about verse 19, Moses spoke to them. They said, we don't want to hear. You go talk to God. We'll listen to you. Okay? And they didn't listen to Moses either. Okay? In Hebrews chapter 12, he also quotes it. He says, you have, come to, you have not come to the mountain that is ablaze, that can be touched by hands, where the listeners begged that nothing more be said to them. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the church of the firstborn, to angels and festal gathering, city of God, to the spirits of the saints made perfect. Okay. There's an attitude of heart that we need to put off. Something that resists the word of God as it comes to us. Okay? When you hear, just believe, without you reasoning or adding anything onto it, something happens. It's called the circumcision of the heart. When you hear... Something happens to your ears. It's called the circumcision of the ears. You receive the ability to hear what God is saying. Okay? Even if it doesn't make sense now, just hear and give it a chance. It will make sense later because those who have, more will be given. All right. All right. So, In our lives, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be perfect. But you need to trust Him who knows everything. And you need to trust Him who is perfect. If, if you trust Him and you let Him do something in you, what happens is Christ manifests on the inside of you. He comes to dwell on the inside of you. All you need to do is believe. All you need to do is receive. So, can you see the importance then of feeding on the word? Of reading Bible, of praying? It's not to score heaven points. Oh, well, I read Bible five hours today. What did, uh, what did you hear? I don't know. What did God say? Oh, I don't know. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we open our hearts to you. We ask you, Lord Jesus, that you remove from our hearts anything that is resistant towards you. We pray that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts will be acceptable to you. So, Lord Jesus, we don't want to bring any resistance to you. We humble ourselves before you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you are perfectly good and that you want to bring us life. Today, Lord, I pray for every person. 
Lord, let us have a brand new appreciation for the word. Lord Jesus, I pray that our spiritual hearing will be intensified. I pray that every person will hear like never before and see in the spirit like never before. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Let all the hindrances, self-accusation, condemnation, disqualifications, and all the things that we think we need to do to qualify ourselves, Lord, all those distractions, let it be taken away. Let it be cut off, circumcised out of our hearts. Lord Jesus, I pray that we will know who we are in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, give us ears that we can hear. In Jesus' name. Amen. If anyone has ears, <laughs> let them be here listening what the Spirit says to the churches. Right through the first couple of chapters of Revelation. Okay.